Whatever your situation is currently is not your forever situation. That's really what real business owners is, man. Like, we don't care where you come from, yeah. where are you going? Our goal and our job is to reduce the mistakes that you have to make or the money that you have to lose. You want to be an entrepreneur, you want to be successful, don't give up. You learn, adjust, and continue to move forward. Welcome back to the Real Business Owners Podcast. This is episode 88 with myself, Trevor Cowley. As always, Kel Goodman. What's up, everybody? Guys, today we have a kick-ass guest for you. We've got Tanner Chittister. Tanner is an entrepreneur, a coach, and a mentor, an author, what else is added to the resume? No, that's about, that's about you, it, you man. Know? You don't have to go on forever. You know, it, it's a growing <laughs> resume. It's always evolving, though. <laughs> try, so, try social it. media expert, man. Yeah, I've been yeah, watching your uh, social media. Yeah, I'm Clubhouse, Clubhouse king, <laughs> we can call him that. You know, yeah. we can uh, add to it, yeah, dude. Forever. No, but that, that about sums it up. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely, dude. We're happy to have you, dude. We appreciate you coming out and, yeah. and taking some time with us. Yeah. Um, I know it wasn't necessarily in your schedule, but no. uh, you made it work, you know, and that's what all the entrepreneurs that actually win do. Yeah. You know, there's always opportunities at inopportune times and people just, okay, well, what can we do to make this yeah. work, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you do have a new book that's that yeah. just got Infinite released. Income just came out. Just okay. came out, yeah. As of? Like, just like, like a week, like a week ago? ago. So we're, we are still trying to get in like our warehouses and mm -hmm. stuff, but it's on Amazon. So right okay. now that's the only place we have it, but... You know, in about two months, I'm going to start selling it myself. But it's on Amazon right now. What was the purpose or the thought behind the book? Is it yeah. is that more of a personal branding play? <clears throat> Let's give people value. And then my name now has more yeah. value by default because I brought value to those individuals. Yeah. Like, what's the no, thought? No, that's a good question. So for me, I'm always thinking sales. Like, that's yeah. just how I think. Yeah, of course. And as I've gotten bigger you know, it's not as easy as just, Hey, I run this one ad and they're going to sign up. Yeah. You know, it, it was easier when I was doing like three, 400 a month. We got as high as 1.5 last year. And so people just, they're mm. skeptical. They got questions, you know, there's more coaches there. They want to see who's behind. Yeah. This so, thing. so they want, but they don't want to have to spend a lot. Yeah. And so if you can give them a 20, $25 book, even, you know, Kindle, whatever, yeah. and they can read your story. It's just another way for them to go. I want to know more about this guy. Yeah. And it's dumb, right? You make all this content, but people, they still make judgments. Even when I'll put, I, like the other day, I put something that was completely fun. Uh, and it was a video like my millionaire morning on TikTok blew up. Yeah. But they take it so seriously. Oh, it's not 4 a.m. in the morning. Well, of course it's not 4 a.m. in the morning. It's a, like I said, how I start my day. I get up out of bed. There's sun in the room. Yeah. And it's just crazy that some people make all these assumptions. But yeah, it's really just to tell my story so they can get mm. to know me. And then I put the tactics in there. And because really, once people hire me, they're paying for like how to implement it. Mm. Uh, what I do is not hard. You, like, you I can, can give the whole whole book away uh, and the the playbook, so to speak. Yeah, but there's still going to be 99% of people it, that won't take any action, even if they have the well, information. Well, and, and it's also just knowing how to do it because yeah, it's one thing exactly. to say, "Hey, do these things to get in shape," and you get a big list. But then they're like, "Well, but like, am I doing the exercise correctly? And and like, am, am I doing the right, you know?" Uh, of food. Yeah. So this, it's the yeah. same thing in business, like saying, hey, run ads, get people on a phone call and close them. I mean, that's yeah. really not that hard in that's theory. That's as but, simple as you can explain right, it. Right. But then yeah, like, but what then to say on the like, yeah, yeah, what to say on the call, what to say yeah. in the messages, how to run the ads, how mm. to do the stuff. That's the stuff people don't know. Yeah. And that's really when you're paying for coaches. So when, when you're working with individuals, um, is that like your primary focus is 
let's let's get your marketing dialed in so that you can increase revenue? Is that yeah. like one of the main focuses coming? Yeah, out? I mean, it's actually interesting you ask. I actually hated business coaches. Okay. Like two years ago, I was like, you guys are all scammers. Right. You guys give shitty advice. We've talked about this on this mm -hmm. podcast Horrible. Before. Super skeptical of business Horrible coaches. Horrible advice. Like, yep. what was your first business? Oh, you're a business coach. That was your first business. Yeah. So what's funny is I got into this because I built a seven-figure fitness business. And so mm -hmm. what happened was people go, well, how are you doing that? And I'm like, yeah, I do. Like, you know, I'm kind of busy. But then all of a sudden, they're like, bro, I'll pay you 10 grand. I'm like, mm -hmm. Okay, and so then they have like I all of a sudden have time five, on six, my calendar. five six times, and I'm yeah. going. Well, dude, this would double my business mm. just by helping these people, and mm. I have it all set up. So I started helping trainers, and then within three months, that was seven figures. And then people are like, well, like, can you help outside of fitness? And I'm like, man, these people literally—they're just looking for they're someone who can give them information. Yeah, to show them what to yeah. do. And and at that point, I go, you know what? There's so many of these coaches who never started a business besides consulting mm -hmm, businesses right. mm -hmm. that I was like, you know what? I actually did it. I can show them actually what works because a lot of the coaches I pay, they're like, you know, run an ad to a webinar. Good luck. And if it didn't work, I'm like, I just paid you 10 grand to tell me that yeah. it doesn't work. Like, yeah. I, I need more help. So to answer your question, what we do when we bring them in, I'm just trying to take them A to Z. So most of them that start. They have offers that won't sell. Hey, I want to be a mindset coach like Tony Robbins. Yeah, Tony Robbins has a huge brand. You don't. Tony Robbins could sell. Literally, he could, you know, take like his toenails mm -hmm. and put them in a bag and someone will buy it. <laughs> Guaranteed. You know, Guaranteed. and it's a great so point. It's like, <laughs> it's it's like helping point. them understand what's going to sell. Yeah. You don't have a big audience. You're not a, you don't have a big following. And then after that, we start implementing the marketing because there's so many people who think they need this huge following to begin with. And I'm like, guys, these guys got money before they ever got the followings in most cases. Like Gary Vee and these guys, they have millions to put mm -hmm. behind their brand. Yes. Right. It's not, oh, they built this brand and sold stuff. It's like, no, 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 no. Like they, they sold stuff and then they started yeah. building the brand. And so this year you're going to see me really grow on social media because I'm putting a ton of money behind it. Yeah. Right. I mean, so it always goes back to it. pay to play. Yeah. It really does. Mm -hmm. So we, we actually started, Trev and I met. Working in a call center, yep. selling coaching, and it was yep. bogus, dude. So we had a hard time buying into coaching and shit. In like Utah, that, right? that sounds that there sounds was, yeah, like it know. was. Right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. we were nineteen, dude. We didn't even know whatever was going on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. We're just sales yeah, we guys just on the front end, and we have no idea. We're like, yeah, it's it's gonna work, like five grand or ten grand yep. or whatever, right? It yeah. made it so and we then it goes to fulfillment. We have no coaching, idea. Though. Right, which yeah. coaching is so valuable, but you do yeah. need to vet it's your always, coach. It's always level of entry, and so for me, I'll say this: no matter what you do, someone's going to have a problem. But the reason there's so many crappy coaches is it's level of entry. So the right. great thing about business is there's low level of entry. But yep. The bad thing about business is there's low level of entry. Why are there better doctors and less bad doctors? You got to go right. to twelve years of school yeah. and residency and all these things. And so mm. I just get people to understand: yeah, like there is more crap because it's easier to get in the business. Yeah. Look at the supplement industry. That's true. Super easy to get into. Yeah, you right. can buy bottles for five bucks it, a bottle and market right. up Right, so it doesn't bucks. mean that they're all bad, but yeah. is the majority? Yeah. yeah. So, and unfortunately, I mean, that's why there's the FTC. <laughs> right. Some people, they just literally can't, they logically can't understand the stuff that you and mm -hmm. me can, where mm -hmm. we see something and go, yeah, that doesn't add up. And yeah. they're going, oh, this, this, and this. And I didn't even believe that. I right. didn't realize until I built a business that, I don't think I'm that smart. I just think some people are like, they're not that smart. Yeah. I, I think I'm average. Right. Yeah. So you've actually scaled up pretty good. Do you have like yeah. a team of coaches that follow your curriculum? Did you have a hard time like maintaining quality and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Or? So one of the reasons I was able to scale so fast, because I always like to look 
you know, I think some people, they try to hype themselves up to the point where yeah. they're not telling the full story. So right. part of it was <laughs> I have two younger brothers. And they were both, you know, 22, 20, I think, what were they, 22 and 20. And they both had experience knocking doors, you know, for sales. Some sort and, of sales experience. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I just, they weren't making a lot. And they had a lot of college stuff. I said, guys, like, my business is working. I need help. Like, if you come with me, I'll take care of you. And uh, they did. And so because I had two guys immediately coaching a sales rep, basically, mm. I was able to go much faster because if not, I would have had to slow stuff down. Mm-hmm. Um, you only so, have so much time in a day. Right, right. right. And like, tra- I did not realize how hard it was to train and hire people. Mm. I, I, first people I brought on board, I was like, yeah, like, all right, we talked for 48 Here's hours. Here's what I do, do now yeah, do yeah. that. <laughs> and all know? of a sudden I start having problems and I'm going, yeah. okay, so this isn't as easy as I thought. So... We, we do now to answer your question, we have five full-time coaches. We have like nine part-time mm-hmm. and we do one-to-one coaching for the reasons you guys have said, because a lot of people they're dropping, you know, $10,000, $15,000 for group coaching. And I'm just not for that unless, yeah. unless it's like something you like we would do where it's yeah. like, like Dan Fleischman yeah. stuff or, yeah. mm-hmm. you exactly. know, Ryan they, 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 they have to be worth hundreds of millions at that yeah, point. And like start we're making money. Yeah, and like we're already making money. And we're making money. Network that they yeah. can bring in, too. Yeah. So I honestly like think that that's, they just do that. They, let's throw a high price point. So they're only attracting big-time players. And the reason mm-hmm. why we like spending bigger money and getting in those rooms is because we know when we're in those rooms, if they can afford that barrier of entry, then they're already quality. Exactly. Right? And exactly. so the network that you get to network with inside those groups, if they can afford X, yeah. then they're a player. So now we're in a room full of a bunch of players because the barrier of entry was yeah. so high, right? Well, and, and that saying, your network is your net worth, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't really too hypey on that until just recently because mm-hmm. as so I'm getting true, around though. these bigger guys, yeah. that's where these opportunities come from because they go okay well x y and z like what do you think about this or they just connect you with someone and that's a lot of times all you need yep. like for One example contact. i was looking mm-hmm. into starting to do some type of private equity i had no idea where to start so i feel man i'm, I'm back at ground zero like i was yeah. in my last business get into uh, a room of smart guys Oh, you know Roland Frazier? Yeah. yeah, Roland has like 800 businesses, and he does one-to-one coaching where he wa- – oh, great, cool. Roland, what's up? Pay Yeah, exactly. Easy, but that would have never happened otherwise. So, mm-hmm. But I'm with you guys. Like a lot of coaching out there is very bad, and I've learned no matter what you do, someone's going to be mad. But what I try to do to mitigate that is give them one-to-one coaching, which to me is where they can hop on Zoom Far calls as intimate. needed. Yeah. They can message my coaches as much as they want in Facebook Messenger. Mm-hmm. We have weekly check-in sheets, so we're trying to catch – where they're falling off. Because a big thing too, I realize people won't ask for help. You have to almost know they're in that, trouble. That's mm. so valuable. It, because they won't ask. Like yeah. especially lower They'll level clients. They'll just sit there and get frustrated. And, and then and then when they're frustrated, they're gonna blame you. <laughs> like you should have been a psychic and known yeah. that I have a problem. Like, like for me, you know? I always speak up. I ask a ton of questions. I mean, mm-hmm. people are gonna hear this podcast like, bro, let them talk. But <laughs> it, it's it's funny because we start I had to realize most people don't think that way. Mm-hmm. So I started putting in systems to where we had to catch it because by the time they tell you it's too late, by the time a client tells you, a beginner client tells you they're in trouble, you already missed it. Like yeah. they're, they're gone. They're going to default. They're going to get out of the program. So that that's just something I try to do. And you'll still get clients who are upset. I mean, it's just you can When can't, you do business with enough people, that's just the way yeah. it works. You know, I mean, you could make 100 sandwiches the exact same. Five of them are going to complain I, I, about the sandwich, and the other ninety-five it, could love it. It's nuts, yeah. man. And and what's what I that's something I had to get over because yeah. I, sometimes you'll hear people say, "Yeah, like 
you know, I don't get that many complaints. I'm like, yeah, but you know, you only do 100 G's a month, which is respectable for most people. But when you start getting the millions and like, I look at companies like Apple or ADT, like mm. ADT is hilarious because you go on like Better Business Bureau and it's like, they've got Just so many complaints, shit. but yeah. they're the leader in this space. Yeah, right, and exactly. so there, there's, you got to take it with a grain of salt where no matter what you do, it, it's almost, you're always going to get heat, but you want to do it in the most ethical way possible. So for me, what I really hated about coaching programs was I'm like, I paid 10 grand for a group where yeah. I can post questions. Mm -hmm. And I finally had a guy who kind of broke the rules. He was messaging me on the side. He wasn't really supposed to. But because I was such an implementer and he saw me, he's like, oh, bro, this guy's serious. So I just asked him quick questions and go implement. And then before you know it, I blew up. And he and I asked him after, I was like, why did you do this? Like, bro, because I literally had no clients who would do what you did. Like, you you didn't even want to talk. You'd only hit me up. And you're like, just tell me, just tell me what to do so I can go work. And that's right. and that's my mentality. I don't yeah. want to talk a lot. I don't want to waste your time. Like, just tell me what I need to know and I'll go do it. A lot of the value so. for coaching is the accountability. So it's really hard. You can't really hold your client that accountable if it's just group coaching and uh -uh. Mm -hmm. and if it's designed just to grab cash and put a group together. Yeah, like, no. you know, like if you're one on one, which I respect that you keep it that way because you you probably have built into your curriculum. Like, dude, you're gonna help well, hold these guys accountable because that's what they need. I don't mind the whole group coaching thing as long as it's priced right. Like, if it's two to four hundred or 500 bucks a month Depends on what you're going with that's different but it, you yeah, shouldn't be it, paying 10 or 20 grand for a group it's just coach, the it's just the individual you know? beginners it's not going to work my one-to-one -one clients they'll pay me over six figures to work directly with me not my yeah. team right. they bother me the least right. but that because they're they're in that place where they're like i they just need direction too yeah they don't want to waste time they're mm -hmm. just like i just need to know exactly what to do and then leave me alone they don't need the pep talks as much they need the strategies they, exactly right exactly. they're already motivated enough and if they can have that much coin to shell out mm -hmm. they're ready to play part, the, play in the game part of coaching is like you're almost a therapist and what i didn't like about group was that the coaches will frame it as hey, it's actually better for you to get group coaching because it makes you be more responsible. But I, I don't like how that's framed. I, I get it's a good way to sell it. But at the end of the day, I'm going, man, when someone's paying that price, I personally don't feel right mm. to only give them group coaching because I, I just feel like that's, that's a lot, lot of money. To that's, some that's, people. A lot of, yeah. that's a lot of money. And, yeah. and for me, I spent 50 grand before I ever started scaling. I was, I was just doing organic messaging and all the money that would come in coach. All more money would come in a new coach, and I'm just sitting here going, "Oh my gosh, these guys are just dropping all this money." Yeah, and then I'm not getting you good do coaching. Right by them, and yeah. and for some people, it's their one shot. And yeah. I go, man, if someone only gets one shot, this is they're gonna pay me five figures, and they this is their one shot, or they're gonna quit and never run a business. I got to give them the best chance mm. possible. And I don't personally feel good if they the only way for them to get a question answered is they post in a group or send a support ticket. Yeah, mm. that's just me. No, that's super cool. What are some of the the common uh, things that you see when you're when you're working with entrepreneurs? Like, is there a common problem that they all have uh, that you can identify pretty quick? Right, like just like a company has frequently asked questions, they can just post it there so that they don't get bugged about stuff. Yeah, like is there specific questions because you already know that there's going to be specific problems and you can identify it that much quicker? Yeah, so. You know, especially with beginners who don't have money. Yeah. The reason I teach people service-based businesses to start is because when you don't have any money, you can't go buy products or do fulfillment. Yeah. And, it, and it's all this stuff that's over their head anyways. Right. And then a lot of time, the product they're selling sucks. Like, on, even on Clubhouse, some of the people come up and talk about, this is my business, and I just want to almost like 
Say, Stop the room. Say, yeah, throw it in the trash. Hey, I and love do you. Else. I'm not yeah. trying to be rude, but your business sucks, and yeah. no one's gonna buy that. And no I've one's thought gonna of that. It. I thought that a yeah. few times. I go over it's their a, Instagram and I see, so and it's bad. like necklaces it, or something, it's, and it's just terrible. It's, so, it's like, and oh. the margins aren't there, and it's super competitive. So, but when, I've been wrong before. So it's like, who knows? Maybe the, in two it, or three years, they grow into something that's great. I don't know, and yeah. I don't want to. I'm not here to smash anybody's dreams, no, but no. at the end of the day you almost feel like you're doing them a disservice by not being honest with them in some it, cases, but you just never know what the right yeah, thing to do is there. It, like for me, the biggest thing is they usually don't know what to sell. Mm. So one of the biggest things we do when we bring them in, Hey, we need to sit and package this. And I tell people, look, keep it simple. If it's not in wealth, health or relationships, people probably won't buy it at scale mm. or you're, or you're guessing. And I'm like, you can't afford to guess when you got two grand in your bank account and you're bill, right. got bills to pay. That's where I was at. So right. I was like, I'm a fitness coach. I'm doing fitness coaching to start. Mm. That's what I knew. Yeah. Um, and then after that, it's really tactics. Most people, they don't know how to sell. They don't know how to message. I, I could not believe one of the biggest things we teach is how to message properly. Because when you have an online business, that's, me- that's where all of it happens. It's did I messages. message you properly or did I do it wrong? Oh, no, you did good. You guys did good. No, but, <laughs> you're here, right? But, yeah, yeah, you're you here. Know, so. but, but I'm just talking when they're trying to make sales. I just say, guys, like it's like talking to a girl or a girl talking to a guy. They say things that are just weird, yeah. and it turns people off. And I'm going, <laughs> you have to make the sale very smooth and transitional, yeah. just like a conversation. And yeah. they'll come in and, you know, hey, so, so yeah, I saw this and this. Yeah. So, like, are you looking for help with this? No one's going to respond to that. Right. Yeah. And, and so a lot of what we have to teach our clients is how to talk properly, how to pitch properly. And I didn't realize it was such a skill until mm. I started teaching people and stuff I took mm. for granted. Yeah. I could not believe. Things that, that were natural to you where it just was common sense. Well, like, this is the way you should do it. Well, and, and so when I, when I finally started making money, it was just I was doing a low ticket offer. I had no ads. I didn't realize, like, I was kind of using the wrong system to get to where mm-hmm. I'm at. And so I'd done door-to-door sales. I'd been a server. I'd been a Division One athlete. So someone goes, yeah, do high ticket sales. Raise your prices, and I, I. My first initial thought was people will pay that. Yeah, I honestly yeah. couldn't believe people would pay. I'm like, so you're telling me someone will pay me two grand for four months of fitness coaching? You're crazy. And in that first week, I made ten grand, and I go, "You got it." This was all I had to do. Right, dude. But, we did. We did a podcast on raising your prices, and you, even if it, somebody cuts hair, even like five dollars, yeah. like per client, but people mm-hmm. fear losing out on the crumbs, almost right, like. There, it's like do the things that you know will get you where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And if it, part of it is raising your prices, the ones that don't really value end up going away anyways. And why would you want to work with somebody that doesn't really value you anyways? And when people are spending a little bit more, they're going to take whatever it is that you're offering a little bit more serious. It, they got more skin in the game too. It's just a lot of times it's the wrong vehicle. Mm-hmm. So people don't look at their goals. So if your goal is to do $100 million, yeah. a, like be net worth – we even talked about this earlier. What do you probably got to do? Private equity, build something mm-hmm. and sell, sell it, it like Facebook, which is the hardest thing to do for a beginner. So it's like, don't start there. And then maybe like a network marketing company where you're the CEO. Mm-hmm. That's probably about it. I mean, realistically. So most people, they don't ever make enough to get out of their situation. I was making three grand a month. So if I sell $3,000 worth of product in a month and I make six grand, and I take home 50%. Does that really change my life? Like, did that really move me that far forward? No, it and was helping you keep a roof over your it, head and it just pays maintain. The bills. It That's pays it. the bills. And so You're for a beginner, level. I'm yep. just thinking, look, if you can sell something for three grand or even 15, mm-hmm. 
four times in a month, once a week, that will move your life farther Mm -hmm. than it would doing all this other nonsense. And it's the easiest. You reach out to someone, learn how to message properly, get them on a call, sell them. And then once you have cash, you can do all these other things. Now that I have cash, I want to do other stuff. I want to do private equity. I want to buy businesses and sell them and do real estate. I just think some of the advice, at least, like even on Clubhouse, right? It's just new. (laughs) It's just bad for beginners because... They're giving advice from a 30,000 view, like foot view, but these guys are pros. These guys are animals and they forget that these beginners cannot implement stuff they're telling them. Bro, I'll tell you this right now. I mean, we do over a fig, you know, we we do really well. And even me in Clubhouse hearing Mm -hmm. some of their answers, I'm like, what? Yeah. You know, because that's how much at a higher level some of these players are Mm -hmm. that are worth 100 or 200 million. They understand a whole different level of business mm-hmm. that we haven't even got to yet, right? right. Yeah. And so and people so that are just trying to sell start on Etsy out, aren't yeah. going to understand what uh, they, the hell if, you're talking if, about. That's what I'm saying. If, right. if I'm having trouble understanding some of their thought processes because they're that elevated, like you're talking mm-hmm. about 30,000-foot elevation view versus being in the weeds like a startup, there's such a disconnect there that it's like, it just yeah, goes right well, over your head. Well, and like someone will go, how do I start this business? And they're like, okay, so you need to really focus on your personal brand and do YouTube and this and this. And I'm, I, I literally chime in. I go, they have no money. They have no skill. They can't probably edit videos. Personal brand, I'm, just, I'm just saying they're going, hey, actually do this. Take what you know, your nine to five skills, create an offer in the health, wealth, or, you know, uh, relationship, relationship yeah. industry. And sell it for three grand, and that's going to go a lot faster for you than all this nonsense. I I just don't agree with a lot of the advice because they're not in a position to execute. They don't have all these things. And so Mm. I think some of us forget, once we've gone from that beginner stage to an expert level, that, you know, who we're talking to. Yeah, Yeah. because we could talk about, like, hey, yeah, if you're spending five grand a month in marketing— and in some cases, <laughs> businesses are barely making five grand a month right now. <laughs> They're not even taking and, home and, five grand. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I, I, sometimes we use maybe numbers that we shouldn't use that seem low to us, yeah. but might be high to somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our last podcast was about personal branding and, and starting to maybe, if your budget is five grand, peel off 2500 start building mm-hmm. your personal brand and use the other 2500 for right now so that you're working on your long-term and short-term. Well, and to what you just said, I love that. But again, think of this. If I spend 25 grand on Instagram shoutouts, okay? Let's say I get two follow, like one follower for every two bucks or three bucks, whatever. Let's say yeah. I get 8,000 followers and I have a $5,000 program. Well, if I sell five, that means I can continue to do that every yeah. month. When you sell a $50 product, I'm like, you can't do that. Yeah, so yeah. And so, so the margins aren't there. To yeah. Support and, and, it. and like I sell low ticket stuff, but I was doing seven figures when I started because mm. I can afford to make that up with upsells down the road. And that's what people don't understand. They go, oh, I see this guy. He does that. Right, but he's going to upsell you later. Yeah. You're not seeing that. There's like, a back end. There's always a back end, and yeah. that's where the money's made. Yeah. Right. It's always a back end. Always so. Exactly. So let me ask you this. What are some of your non-negotiables, like some of the habits that you created that you would contribute your success to today? Like, Because oh. usually people, when they're right here and then they start elevating, there were some changes of habits, right? Yeah. They, they created yeah. some maybe new habits that help them elevate, whether it's their mindset, their income, you know, I mean, all of that pretty much goes hand in hand. I I think for me, one of the, I mean, one of my gifts is work ethic. Mm -hmm. I, 
I, even as a kid, I was 14 and I wanted to make varsity football so bad in Texas. You know, football is everything. You're yeah. a god. Yeah. I wanted to make varsity so bad as a 14 year old. Just for the babes? That, no, dude. It just, it just was my goal. You? I wanted to play in the NFL. Okay. I mean, I wanted to play in the NFL. I have a whole story around that, but I knew that if I really wanted to get scouted seriously, you got to get on those varsity teams quick, quick. because that's what they're looking for. Get your reps in, yeah. I was 14 years old. I'd wake up at 6 a.m. I'd work out for three hours, come home, eat and sleep for three hours, go back out and run for three hours, come back home and do it again. And then I'd play basketball because I was a two-sport athlete at the time. And I was 14 years old. And at the time, I didn't think anything of it. I just was like, okay, like I have to work outwork everyone. Mm-hmm. But there's so many people who... I mean, you'll even get people who come to us, hey, like, can we pay this and you'll just run our company? I'm like, why would I run your company? Like, you're, my ceiling is, like, be above your floor. Like, yeah. it's not even in the same spot. So I'd say work ethic is one. I know that sounds cliche, but that's one. And then the other thing is just not, I, I think I just have a really good aptitude to not always think I'm right. I'm very confident, mm. but I've always just been someone who always asks questions and like a lifetime student, just always yeah, being open-minded and I always, to I new information. Seek, I just seek people out ahead of me. And mm. and at a young age, I actually had a mentor who, uh, David Fry, he's married to Russell Brunson's cousin. And he let me intern for free because he saw how hard I worked and he couldn't believe it. He'd give me feedback. I remember one time I shot 30 videos, did them all wrong. And I show him and he's like, just PO'd, right? He's just cussing. I wouldn't say he's cussing, but he's yelling at me. And like, he's LDS. He probably wasn't cussing. That's yeah, exaggerating. He was saying freaking. But yeah, he's freaking. like, freaking crap. And, the, yeah, 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 yeah. But he, he just like almost chewed me out. I was like, okay, no worries. I'll redo him. And he told me the next day he couldn't believe that because do most people, they'll fall apart. Yeah. He, he said, I had employees that. It's not for me or something. I had employees that I would rip apart and they couldn't handle it. So I've just always been able to handle adversity at a high level. Do you think that level. that's part of being an athlete though and used to being critiqued by I coaches think so. and just always looking for hey how can I improve I say all the time I wish if I had spent the time I put into sports and put it into business yeah. I'd already be worth over I, I swear I'd be worth over 100 mil yeah. like, at least and, you know mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm 28 right uh, but I, it's it's always hindsight if I hadn't done sports I may have not grown that work ethic because mm-hmm. you know when I play sports not in high school but after you know, I'm the only, I'm one of three white guys, right? Yeah. I mean, that's just how it works and that's fine. But it, it brought, I just learned, I was like, I wasn't born with natural ability per se. Now I maximize what I had. Yeah. But when I look back and then I see some of the guys I played with who went in the first round, fifth pick in the draft, I go, that guy could have sat on his butt and I never that. would have reached his level. Yeah. It, it didn't matter because there's talent and there's hard work and you could get where you want to go mm-hmm. if you're talented or if you work hard. Yeah. But the people that have talent and work hard, yeah. those are the ones that end up being Hall of Famers. But business, and, you know. business, what I love is it equals a playing field. doesn't yeah, matter how definitely. big, tall, short, fat you are. Mm-hmm. If you put in the work and you have a good idea, it can mm-hmm. work. And that was that was attractive to me where I go, oh, my gosh, if I put the same effort I put into sports into this, it'll be easy. And And some people ask me, what's the hardest thing you've ever done? And when, when I actually think about it, it's not business. The hardest thing I actually ever did was door-to-door security sales. Yeah. That was the hardest thing I ever did. Then, why, why would you say that, though? What's the contributing factor there? Because, yeah. you know, door-to-door, that, that's a great way to 
learn how to become an entrepreneur Mm because you're going to get, you know, Mm -hmm. you're going to get shit thrown at you, Mm -hmm. so to speak, right? Punched in the mouth quite frequently. And and you'll learn how to become resilient, which you have to be in business, right? It's overcoming rejection. Exactly. It it, it mentally, that was the most, that was the hardest thing I've ever been through in my life mentally because I'm waking up, you know, 6 a.m., I hit the gym, we have a meeting, and then we go to area and we knock till dark. And first off, I was scared when I first started because I'm going in areas like I didn't even know people lived like that. Yeah. That was that was shocking to me. But just the amount of mental beating you have to be willing to take. Mm-hmm. You hit a hundred doors, you're gonna make three sales. Mm-hmm. And so it gave me this mindset of it doesn't matter what they say, I don't have to take it personal. But it took months. And so after six months of taking a beating, yeah. and I almost quit. I, there were a few times. But there's something inside me that won't let me quit things, mm. which is good and bad sometimes. But when I finished that and I started doing online business, I couldn't believe that people wanted what I was selling. I go, wait, you want this? Oh, great. When you, let when me... you got more more than yeses than 3% and, of the time that, you know, <laughs> that it is on door knocking. Like, what the hell? Yeah. And, yeah. and it just, that was the hardest thing I ever did. But it was the best thing I ever did because... Everything after that was so easy mm. because I was sitting in my underwear making sales for three, four, you know, sometimes over mm. 10 grand. And I'm like, I'm knocking on doors for a $500 yeah. commission yeah. in Alabama, 100 degrees. People mm. are, you know, mm-hmm. it. I think most people, they just don't want to work hard. They say it, but they when it comes yeah. down to it, yeah. it's, it's so easy true. to say. Like, yeah. It's easy to go, I'm a I hustler, sold, I'm a grinder. I'm the, you I know. sold in Alabama for six months, yeah. 12 hours a day. You know what yeah. that was actually like to live that? <laughs> I mean, I, I it was terrible. It was mm-hmm. the worst experience of my life. But what I got from that was the amount of mental fortitude I got from that. I could still relate to that. That that brings up a good point just in terms of like hardships. Like Mm -hmm. we talked about on a podcast a couple episodes ago, your underprivilege can end up being your privilege, right? Um, Or your hardships that you had to overcome end up becoming your privileges, right? And so the fact that you put yourself in a very difficult situation created a callus that carried over for the rest of your life to where now everything that you do moving forward Hard is really not as hard as oh this gosh, hard, no. right? And so it's just all about perspective. What about what about you guys giving your kids stuff? I I hated <laughs> my dad. I hated my dad because I lived in a we lived in a rich neighborhood, yeah. but uh, he was a teacher and we had seven kids. So all of a sudden too. being being rich or, you know, making a little extra side hustle, you know, whatever, it wasn't that much. And he would never give me stuff. I remember I was fourteen, I asked him, Hey, can I go to the movies? He's like, Yeah, sure. I was like Okay, can I like can I have some money? He's like, well, do, he just looks at me quizzically almost. That's a big word. Do you have a job? And I'm like, well, Dad, no, I go to school. He's like, oh, I guess you can't go, and he just walked <laughs> off. But so part of me, our parents were such better parents than us. Yeah, but but <laughs> what I mean joking. by what I mean by that is, I just think part of me never wanted to have to worry about money like I saw my parents, and we we weren't poor, right? But it was a budget and, yeah. we, and we only had mm-hmm. what we needed. There were the yeses for the right things and the no's and, for the things that didn't matter. And I just never wanted to live a life where I couldn't get stuff because of money. Because when you think about it, mm. when people travel and have vacations and nice things, the only difference is money. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. No one's like, oh, I don't want to travel to Barbados. I don't want to go to Jamaica. Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah. You just can't afford it. You can't take time off. And so I didn't ever want money to be the reason I couldn't live my fullest potential and live my best life. Mm. And I don't know. I, I don't want to get too much off on a tangent, but I do think some people look at rich people and they think that, 
you know, they're greedy and all these things, but it just comes down to having options and mm-hmm. opportunity. And, and ironically, then we want to give back more and, and really to help people, you got to have green, you got to have a lot of mm-hmm. it. And, uh, tool. I, mm-hmm. I just I just think people lose sight of that, and I just have the attitude that nothing's going to stop me getting what I want because when I see more successful people, I sit around guys like you. I want to be around you. There's people who literally will be around us, and they only think negative things. He must have screwed someone. He must have scammed someone. Oh, yeah. His dad has a trust fund. I mean, someone a lot that, of broke people think yeah, that about that. rich people. <laughs> Some right? someone said that to me. I go, my dad was a teacher, dude. Yeah, a teacher. Yeah. Like, and so. It's almost like there's just something to prove. I I have never met someone with that I didn't think I could be just like them. I'm like they just know something I don't know. Yeah, I heard your story actually, yeah. and I could totally relate to it, man. Because I yeah. grew up. I mean, it wasn't super poor, but we we're poor. We were like the poorest ones in our neighborhood. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I was I was bullied. You yeah. know, I was like, yep. damn, I was the last kid picked yep. all the time. Got my ass whooped all the time. Yep. And uh, but I did have a dad who was a contractor. Yeah, I learned hard work from him, mm-hmm. and I had a lot to prove to these assholes that freaking bullied me when I got into middle school sports. I wanted to prove them wrong when. I got into high school, I want to prove them wrong. Yep. When I got into sales, I want to prove them wrong. And that did fuel me for a long time. Um, and so I heard I heard one of your interviews how you were like, man, I, I was getting bullied a little bit, and I had to learn hard work in my upbringing, and I, I'm so grateful mm-hmm. for it now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think it would have happened. You know, when you – I lived – all my rich friends, they, they're still with, they still get money from their parents. Yeah. yeah. And some of the people who made fun of me and stuff, it – it's almost like you om- you need it. I don't know if I would be the person I am without, without it because, those. yeah, mm. because it gave me fuel uh-huh. I, because they looked down on me. They looked at me like I was this piece of crap. And so part of it was I wanted to prove myself that I am a somebody. I am worth something. Right. And ironically, though, as you get more money on a personal level, it can kind of be to your detriment because you get all these things. And then right. sometimes you're like, oh, I'm, I'm actually not that much happier not mm-hmm. that it's a bad thing to have things, but something I've had to learn recently is I've gotten all these things, and then I'm still don't like feel almost like more fulfilled. Yeah. But the dr- I don't know, man. I want to change anything. I love that I want to keep growing, and that's what actually makes life exciting for me is to continue to grow. So at this point, it's not even about the money. I want to make a hundred million dollar business because of what that's going to represent. Mm-hmm. I don't care. The money is right. just, it's the measuring stick. Almost. Yeah. Well, I mean, 50 mil would be just fine, but yeah, you know I mean? I mean? You can yeah. live a, a, a good life on yeah, that, very but good. there's still, you know, you, it's just about really stretching yourself because mm-hmm. as you build things and you look back on building those things, you see how much you evolved as an individual during the build, yeah. right? And how much more value valuable you are as a human being because of some of those experiences that you had to go through. And the issue is, is people get to a certain point and then they just kind of get on maintenance mode and they maintain what they have and they stop pushing and then they get really depressed because it's Groundhog Day and they're just doing the same mm-hmm. shit, mm-hmm. you know? And and so that's really the separator, I think, from uber successful people versus the people that make a couple hundred grand a year and get really comfortable. Yeah. The individuals that are really successful and continue to see success and reach new levels are always stretching themselves, always challenging themselves. You just talked about earlier, I want to start getting into this, 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 this. Yeah. You don't have to do that. You can live a good life right now, but you're yeah. wanting to stretch yourself, right? In terms of the way, you know, we grew up. I grew up very poor powder milk type shit. Uh, <laughs> that stuff tastes uh, terrible. It's terrible. I, I had that sometimes. Powder milk, uh, lights being shut off, you know, watching my mom cry to the utility department, all Jeez. that that whole thing. But uh, I think... Again, we're all sitting in this room talking about some hardships that we had at a young age that helped us get to the point where we're at, right? 
And I think individuals that where things come easy to them, the smart kid in class that don't really have to study or the athlete doesn't have to put in three hours in the morning and then three hours of running and then napping and then, you know, worrying about their nutrition. They're just really good. I think that they're at a disadvantage long term because, again, they don't have that grit or work ethic that had to be created at such a young age to overcome. Right. They so that's their detriment. That's not their superpower. I agree. Right? I agree. Like there's something to be said for having your back against the wall. Mm-hmm. So when you have a mm-hmm. rich parent to bail you out, yep. you're like, well, worst case, I can always fall back when my parents. Right. When was, you get a hardship, what are you going to do? It was like, fall back. it was like, hey, man, good luck. Yep. Let me know how it goes. When I yep. start my business, you're like, cool, man, let us know how it goes. You know, there was no here's money. Here's this. Yeah. And so. I get now why some people with wealth treat their kids a certain way because when you just give them that, they just Mm -hmm. they they lose that internal drive. Mm -hmm. Because why? What? What? Why would you go through hell when you don't have to? You're not incentivizing them to have a work right, and they can't see where what we see yet because Mm -hmm. and we couldn't see it even. So for me, it wasn't. I enjoyed it. Yeah, in that moment, you probably were upset and frustrated. Like, why are you doing this? And all the other kids get money from their parents, right? You don't understand it until you're older. Seeing people making money and I was selling door to door just trying to make money so I could start my business. That was my mindset, which isn't correct, but that's what I thought at the time. I mean, it was so demoralizing and it, and it just fueled me to like, I just got to like, just, just make this the best and just try to get money and get out of this thing because I don't know. I just, I just like almost every time you get hit, you, you come back a little bit more hungry. It sounds like, you know, uh, yeah. When you face adversity, it's almost like it makes you a little bit more thirsty for success, yeah. right? Every time you've had a hardship, it, you've dug in a little bit deeper and continued to push past the hardship. Yeah. When most people quit at the hardship, yeah. overcoming that on the other side, you'll be a completely different person. Yeah. And and really, that's a lot of where the value comes from because when you're a different person and you can add more value to other people's lives, what happened? You can charge more. And now you can make more money. So if you're not overcoming anything, you're not becoming an individual of value. Therefore, you can't charge a premium rate and ever get to the point of making $100 million. Right? Do you got kids? I don't. You I don't, don't yet. I, I think yeah. I'm gonna hold off. I just. I just know, ladies. He's available. Having, <laughs> he's he's having, selling sperm right having, now. Having, That's the new business. Having you know? having a kid, man, is just like a business. That's a huge responsibility. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah. uh, if mm-hmm. you're gonna be a good dad, and mm-hmm. that's what I want to do, so I'm holding off on that. But something to your point that I just thought about is, it's been very helpful in business. It's actually been to my detriment in personal life, but almost external validation, bullying, and getting put down, and the stuff I went through. It kind of it kind of leads to external validation because that really was what I was striving for mm. with the money at first. You're proving that you're. I'm an trying to show people value. like, yeah, like f you for yeah. doubting me. Look at what I got. Look yeah. what I got that you don't have. But you know, not to go on a different tangent. But what's funny is as you make more money, it becomes less about the validation mm-hmm. because you realize chasing that's not going to make you happy. Yeah. It's just more about the growth. And so I will say that I am super happy and super blessed that people gave me crap, made fun of me, had parents mm-hmm. who couldn't always give me what I want because it's it's why I am who I am. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wouldn't change it for anything. And most of the guys I meet, I mean, both your stories, it's the same thing. Yep. It's the same thing. I rarely meet someone who's like, oh, I got everything I ever wanted. Yep. Life was really easy, and I'm still super successful. Yep. I never hear that, really. How can you create a level of discipline to be successful if you've never had to be disciplined? I agree. You know? And yeah. so it just those two things really just don't go together. And so 
I mean, every there's a lot of people that are listening to this, probably going through a startup phase, going through a mm-hmm. lot of hardships, wondering if it's all going to be worth it. You need to understand the reason why you feel that it's a hardship. You're just, and sometimes you feel like you're in no man's land a mm-hmm. little bit, like trying to, you know, create a new life for yourself that's out here and you have to leave the old one. Yeah. But all of those struggles are just molding you into something new and different. And in two, three, four, five years, you're going to look back and say, you know, I value those hardships and the time uh, that it took to overcome that, right? Yeah. And if you're not going through hardships, you're not going to ultimately ever have to learn anything new if it's just coming easy to you. And if you're never learning anything new, you're you're going to get to a certain level and you're just going to plateau. You can't plateau if you're constantly learning new shit and you're mm-hmm. putting yourself in tough situations constantly, right? Yeah. And so I think that's really the issue in the world is people get out of high school, they get out of college, they get to a certain point where they can live and have shelter, food, and a car, and then now that's it. They don't want to go through any more hardships. They want to maintain the lifestyle that they have rather than continuing to put themselves in tough situations and seeing what they're really made of, right? Yeah, I don't don't know how desperate you guys got when you were growing your business initially, Mm. but when it really changed for me is when I had the thought. I was just sitting there one day, and I had the thought because it wasn't working and I didn't want to have to admit to people it wasn't working. I didn't want to have to move home and all these things. And I just sat there and thought, you know, I would rather be homeless than not figure this thing out. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, it's like the burning the ships model. In my head, I just thought, you know what? Forget, keep thinking about this and this. This is my only way out. This is my only way out or I will try the rest of my life trying. And most people, they just do not have that mentality. And again, it's easy to say, like, and that's the thing that drives me nuts with people. We'll have these podcasts and videos and all this stuff, and we say stuff, and people are like, oh, it sounds nice. But when you're actually mean something to that level and mm-hmm. you're living it, mm-hmm. that's when stuff happens. And and I think a lot of people, they're just not really willing to do a lot of stuff they say mm-hmm. or want well, sure. as bad as they say. Sure. So. Well, there's plenty of things you could say that sounds really cool that makes you look like a badass, but if there's really no action behind it, then you end up looking like a dumbass, right? <laughs> like, so be Super careful what you say if, <laughs> if, you, if you really don't have the work ethic or action to really back up what you're saying because there's plenty of people online that, you know, pout, that pout their chest or, you know, puff their chest out and say this, that, the other, or whatever, but then they just, you really don't ever see anything behind that. All they're talking about is what they're going to do. They're not showing you what they are doing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, since we have a, a lot of entrepreneurs that, that listen to the show, and I would guess a majority of them are probably going through the startup phase, what's, what's a piece of advice that you would give an entrepreneur going through the startup phase, you know, the first one or two years in business? Yeah, I mean, there's like so many things to go on. I guess, I guess, like there's two things, and I, I like people to keep in mind when I give advice. Every all our advice is from our own experiences, yeah, what we've course, been through. Yeah, and so I'm always open to different things. But two things I would say is one, find just find one cheerleader because what's going to happen is when you're starting, mm. people will talk shit. Yep. People will say bad things. They will say you're not going to make it. My own family. I mean, my brother who works for me now, right? And I love my brother, and he and he's changed a lot. But I mean, he used to say comments, "Hey man, how's the business going?" And he knew it wasn't right. going well. And just you knew, for the per- and you knew he was jabbing the dagger. Just, you knew he was jabbing at me, right? I mean, my, my ex girlfriend at the time broke up with me because of it. Her mm-hmm. mom was pissed because I left school. And so, what kept me in the game actually was I had David Fry, and he he again he's married to Russell Brunson's cousin, Clickphones were, and he's like Tanner, look, I know like you don't understand, but he's like just don't quit. He's like, you can make a lot of money. You have what it takes. And 
there was like four or five times over that two year period that you wanted three, to walk three, yeah, away. Yeah, twenty two to twenty five. I didn't. I made two grand. Yeah, twenty five to twenty eight. I've done twenty five million in, in plus in sales. Mm. A lot different. So he would just be like, "Hey, dude, don't quit." Because I call him and say, "Dude, I think I'm going to go back to school." Yeah, I think I'm going to go back to school. So you got to find one person who's going to be your cheerleader, and yeah. then two. Talk some sense into you. Two, don't. Yeah, yeah, I would just tell most people don't try to hit the home run Facebook on the first business. The Mm. best thing I ever did was I took my skills. I didn't have to, you know, spend any money. It was a hundred percent profit when I sold it to start. Hundred percent profit. Sell something, you know, for a decent price. Not to rip people off. It's got to be a good service, but. You'd be surprised what people will pay if you can actually give them great service mm-hmm. and a one-to-one service mm-hmm. and a high-level service. And once you have cash, then you can start doing other stuff. But a lot of people, I think, they put themselves in such a bad, desperate place because they use the wrong business model to start. Mm. And so as soon as I had cash, I was like, wow, like now I can do this and I can do this and I can do that. But when you have no cash and you're trying to hit a home run, I, I think – for the average person, not guys like you and me or, or guys who have exor- you know exceptional work ethic, but I think for the average person, you got to give them the best chance of success. And I think of it as if they have 10 doors to walk through or they have one shot, your job as a coach or a consultant or anything is, is to give them advice that's like, this is your only shot. This is what I would do. And I think some of the advice out there that people listen to is just, it's, it's not bad advice per se, but when it's their last at bat, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not good advice. Mm-hmm. You don't tell you don't tell someone to like it's like bases are loaded and it's a tie game. You don't tell your guy to swing as hard as he can. Like, bro, just pop just get it a in base the outfield. Just, yeah. So it's those two things. Get a couple that, runs in. Yeah, you, you, and it's, you win one base at a time. Yeah. You know, you, you, most of the, the 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 games you're not winning based upon home runs, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you, and go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Did you uh, did you go through any any moments? Because you talked a little bit about ethics and giving the best yeah. advice and making sure your service is solid. Did you go through any moments in your business or sales career where you're like, man, that was not the proudest moment that now serves you in in developing that care? Like in how I treated someone? Yeah. Well, I mean, just even like sales yeah. tags, ethics, or business things that you did are like, man, you know, because yeah. I, I went through that. You know, I went through some things and I'm like, man, those are my proudest moment, but I learned from it. It serves me now to give the best quality service. Right? I, I mean, e- even to this day, I think we always make mistakes. I mean, yeah, you'll, you'll get you'll get some, especially when you're doing, you know, we're doing 100 to 150 high ticket clients a month, you know? So you're going to get some complaints here and there no matter what. It's just the nature of the beast. And so for me, sometimes my moments will be like, we'll get someone who charges back, who we gave a full service, gave us a testimonial. Right. Mm. And I say some things like, you know, probably shouldn't say that, especially as the CEO of the company. Yeah. But I feel <laughs> but very... But that's the that's old school, you know, fiery athlete coming out, like, because you know it's not right. I, I feel it, it just makes me feel very taken advantage of because... One of the best attributes I have, like I said, in my opinion, is I went through all that stuff. Mm. I paid the business coaches. I took the courses. I went mm-hmm. through the shit. And I, it was like, you know what? I've never charged back on anyone. I never, yeah. like, the 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 most I ever did is I asked the guy, I said, hey, dude, like, I'm not going to charge back, but, like, can I get 50% refund? Because it, it was just like, it was a done-for-you service, and it wasn't done right. But all the done-with-you and the coaching I paid for, I've never asked that. And so I'm just in my head going, man, even if you thought this was the worst program ever, which it isn't because I've done all the programs. Yeah. I know I'm giving you a superior service. That's what bothers me because mm-hmm. it's like we took all our time, we serviced you, we did this, and then you you took advantage of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially with COVID, 
a lot of people started doing that. I know a lot of companies were going through tons of chargebacks because people are just desperate. Yeah, they're just grabbing. Um, I, I, I had a conversation with a, a client probably six years ago, the chargeback, and I called him and was like, dude, what's the deal? Yeah. Like, why are you charging back? And he goes, well, I just needed money right now. I know that the chargeback <laughs> takes it like three or four months. You guys will get your money back, but I just needed a, like a loan. So I'm like, he charged back to borrow himself money because the credit card companies favor the consumer. And then you've got to prove that the services were rendered and go through that two-month process or whatever and then win. But he borrowed himself some well, cash through a charge yeah. and, and like reviews, yeah. and reviews yeah. too. Reviews too suck because like as a as a company, you know, you you tend as a human being to only focus on the negative. So like we'll get all these amazing reviews, and yeah. then you get like one person who goes on a site and writes something, and and like can say whatever they want, and 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 ultimately and have no merit to it. Yeah, and, and, and you can't even do and you can't do anything. Yeah. You can't do anything but That's sit such there and bullshit. go. Oh my gosh. And and they'll just say whatever they have to say to get it back. I mean, there's I've seen people who like they had to go to court because of FTC stuff and the person is like in court basically lying and saying this and this and this, but it didn't matter. Um so there's a few things with business that kind of rub me. But bit, yeah. but yeah, like ultimately I've mellowed out some, which is like some people, you know, you have to ask my video guy. Sometimes he doesn't think so, but <laughs> I've mellowed out more to just think of it as it's part of business. Yeah. Try not to take it personal. That's the hard thing. And then, mm-hmm. and also understand, you know, their perspective. I think a lot of times when we get upset with people, we're not putting themselves in their shoes. So if I think, you know, to myself, look, this guy came in and, and sometimes like the client's not that skilled. So mm-hmm. maybe that's our fault. Right. And I'll sit there and go, you know what? This guy came in, wasn't that skilled this and this and this, you know, he's complaining about that and that and that maybe, maybe we shouldn't have sold him. Maybe, you know, and I, I try mm. to see both sides. And when you do that, even if like technically you're not wrong, you didn't do anything. They signed an agreement. You they knew what they were getting. You still have an opportunity to learn right. trying to you, you try, see things from different You angles, try to right? think like, Hey, he's desperate. He's going through this. Maybe mm-hmm. this is happening. And it kind of, it'll soften your heart a little bit to the point where you may not feel good about it, but you at least understand it. And, mm. and, and that's what I've been trying to focus on because, you know, no matter what you do, I bet you guys have had the same thing. No matter what you do, someone's going to have a problem. I bet you guys may have even had someone on a podcast who later you found out, oh, he said, uh, it may not, right? But maybe someone said something bad about you. You're like, man, like, didn't we have him on our podcast? Like, <laughs> like why are you talking about it? I don't know yet. Right, but, you know? right, but just, just weird yeah. stuff happens in business. Yeah. So I, I would take your question. We got a review last week that yeah. says, all of these reviews are fake, one star. On easier yeah. accounting, that was just so we can't weird. Even see if he's a client. Because and he's, he's because his name's M O. Yeah, it's like N O or something like that. <laughs> and I honestly think it's somebody from Instagram. I think that I've thought about that because our bio has says like easier accounting has our businesses. Yeah, yeah. So if I rub somebody the wrong way in DMs or in the comment section, that's an asshole, right? That says something stupid. Yeah. So I'll say something stupid back, yeah. right? You want to play stupid games, you get <laughs> yeah, stupid yeah, prizes. Yeah, 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 Let's yeah, go. Yeah. You know, like that's just the way I am. It does you suck know? because we have a lot of pride um, in how we, we build exactly. our business, right? But, yeah. Especially yeah. but it's like, how do you prove that this person that doesn't even have a name, they created a fake account for that purpose. It could be a competitor. Which is the irony in them saying the fake the, review. Yeah, yeah, like the fake review says all the reviews are fake. Yeah. When those are our customers. Yeah. I like you the know? reviews that we got. We got one one time that was like, this company's super great and all this stuff, and then they gave us three stars. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they said all, a, the, a great, yeah. I'm like, and, and then not like, change that? Like, yeah, you're like, bro, up? bro, the five, please? The five? Yeah. Yeah, what's well, his number? Let's look him up. Well, yeah. one, o- one other thing that I think is interesting, too, is as you make more money, 
you know, I, I had to go through hell and then you start making more money. And then I've had clients who sometimes say, Hey man, like, you know, I really need to pause the payments X, Y, and Z. And, you know, part of me is like the, the side of Tanner that I just told you about, try to understand. But the other part mm-hmm. of me is I go, yeah, man, I got bills too, bro. Yeah. Like I, I was in the position you were in too. Like, yeah. and, and, and I made and it work. And it's, and it's hard. Yeah. That, that's where some of that comes from because I don't ask anyone to do something I've never done. Yeah. I never, mm-hmm. everything I ever ask a, co- a coach, a client, a consultant, anyone who hires me, I'm like, bro, I'm asking you to do a tenth of what I've, I'm doing. Like, mm-hmm. I've spent 700 Gs on coaching. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've spent millions on Facebook ads. I've I've had employees come in and take clients. Also, I'm like, bro, I'm just asking you to like, just do this. I'm telling you to do what I've done to, so that you can yeah. get the result that yeah. you say so, that you so want. So I think yeah. it's hard for guys like us who just, we got a lot of passion and, and we've gone through a lot of hard stuff to not take it personal because yeah. you're not going to make everyone, uh, no, not everyone's going to like you. And I also am like gracious enough to go, I'm probably not perfect. There's probably stuff that, you know, I'm sitting here touting a great program and I think it is, but there's, you know, maybe there is stuff like there's can always room to improve, yeah. but, but it, I, it's just, it just rubs me wrong when like, I guess someone does something that I wouldn't do. Mm. Um, and you know, but it is business, man. It's, I guess that's what makes it fun. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Keeps it interesting for yeah, sure. You know, yeah, we, get, we get uh, pitch curveballs all the time, Let's too. Go. You know, even at this level, I think the curveballs are even much more curvy at this <laughs> level. Oh, man. You got to be that much more sharp Absolutely. to see it and hit it and figure it out, yeah, you know? Yeah. So. So Tanner's a superstar on Clubhouse. We talked about Clubhouse a little bit uh, <laughs> last week. He's actually on Clubhouse right now hey, while he's on the him. podcast. You know? He's gaming the game, dude, yeah. and that's I think it, that's badass. You know, it's, we'll, it was we'll like eleven. Still, was, we'll see if I'm still on when the podcast yeah, is over. It's, uh, <laughs> it's eleven o'clock when he shows up and he's looking for a charger. You know, that's oh, how you God, know he's burning through that battery. battery you know, goodness yeah. gracious. So, um, we, we shared a little bit of our thoughts last week on Clubhouse. That's yeah. kind of the new thing. Um, guys, just so you understand, that's how we connected with Tanner mm-hmm. is is through Clubhouse. Yeah. You know, we kind of see people or whatever, and you can tell who's doing some so business, right? So if you're right? on there, follow him. Yeah, get, and me get and behind Trev. the other 30,000 people. <laughs> you, but you can get behind the 500 to follow me. I'll value you more, I promise. I'll see you. I love this. You're gonna, <laughs> you know, um, thoughts on Clubhouse, though, for real. Like, um in terms of where do you think it's going? What do you think people should be doing? Do you think it's an app that everybody should be on right yeah. now? Is it an app yeah. that is just wasting time? Yeah. Tell us your thoughts yeah. on that. Yeah, so, so for me, right now, I think the app is made for CEOs with big teams. Yeah. A- anyone I see spending enormous amounts of time on it has a big team because if it's taking away from you making sales, running ads, lead generation, which is really the most important mm-hmm. thing in a business, mm-hmm. the profit, then you shouldn't be on there. So that's the first thing I'll say. The second thing is that what it is doing better than anything I've ever seen before is the connections. That's how I met you guys. That's yeah, how I, I've just yeah. gotten in some huge circles from that. So it's actually been not a benefit more for sales, but a benefit for the higher level guys I've been trying to networking. connect to. Like right. like networking has always been, especially when you're at, like working from your house, you're not really connecting yeah, and networking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of the guys are living all over the country. So that's been the biggest benefit for me is networking with high level guys. And then I'd say the third benefit 
is that, you know, people get initial impressions. So just like even before we met, right, you you always have initial impressions of people. You look at their Instagram, you look at their ads, mm-hmm. you look at their pictures. Oh, Creep on them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, this guy looks kind of douchey or this yeah. or that. And, and then when they hear you on Clubhouse, they're like, oh, man, this guy probably isn't that bad. And I've even had the same thoughts with people. And I try to catch myself because we all do it. Prejudge. Whether we always, yeah. it's just human nature. We immediately, when we see someone prejudge and we have this internal perception and then a lot of times like everyone after we get to know people almost every person you rarely walk away there's a Saying few people, i hate that guy yeah you're like or, you, know, you know what yeah. he, he's not that bad yeah he, he's all right yeah. and, and so that's been a big superpower on clubhouse is mm. people are getting on calls with my sales team and they're like oh yeah i heard tanner on clubhouse and my team's like bro get on there more and talk because yeah. when you talk they get to know you a little more. But mm-hmm. I would say for beginners, they should not be on there. I've told all my clients to stay off. I think it's a huge time waster. And unless, like we talked about, you're, I think unless you've already done something, you're not going to get pulled up to a big stage. And that's the people who are running the stages and they're trying to maximize it because they have the team behind them to push the leads. What do you, and so what do you think about people through. looking for like free coaching and mentoring? Because oh, there is dude. a little, there is, there is a little bit of that going on oh, in Clubhouse. There's a bad. lot of good advice that, that yeah. that's happening in some of those rooms, not a hundred percent of the rooms, but I've learned stuff in some sure, of the rooms yeah. as well. Yeah. And right. And so yeah. anytime yeah. I'm learning something that I get addicted to that, I'm yeah. like, okay, I want to get pulled back to that. So yeah, one, there's some personal branding benefits of, of being able to get your name out there a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And secondly, an opportunity to learn. So let's say for instance, somebody is a startup and, and you get in some of those rooms and you spend whatever, an hour a day, just absorbing information. Do you, you, you still wouldn't advise that? Uh, I think I, the reason I say no, even is, if it's at night and you're not doing shit, I will say this. I mean, it'd be better than watching a take, TV. Don't have uh, a takeaway from your business. It'd, be, it'd I guess. be better than watching TV. But for most beginners who don't have a team, like when I was starting, yeah. I sat, my, I, I crap you not. I'm like deciding if I'm going to cuss or not. You can cuss uh, all you want. Perfect. We, perfect. So I moved, I moved back to my parents' home and I sit in there 12 hours a day messaging people and doing sales calls mm-hmm. right. over and over and over and over to get the revenue high enough to hire people. So I, I think information is not the issue. I mean, you can go on Google how right. to start an online business, mm, but true. when the 8 trillion search results come up, who do I listen to? So Clubhouse actually, in my opinion, is actually creating more confusion because people all say different things, which is why I'm such a proponent of hiring a coach. I I've tell people that. straight up, you don't like me, hire someone else. Because even if they suck, they're let's say they're the worst coach, you're going to know for sure what not to do. Because a lot of people, they don't take any steps and then they're just, oh, should I do that? Should I do this? Should I do that? I'm sitting on Clubhouse. I'm like, man, these people are getting more confused because mm-hmm. everyone's chiming in with different mm-hmm. opinions. It's so true. again, for the higher level individuals, we have enough experience to go, eh, mm, I don't like that. that. I've had a different experience. Beginners than, just don't know. Still. Begin yeah. I, I and I and that's why I get so passionate when I talk because I just am like, guys, like don't do that. You're gonna mm. put yourself in such a bad position. I've been there. Yeah, you wanna get sucked into that if it's taking so, execution. So I tell you know? people like Dude, focus on one thing. And if you have a question, go on Clubhouse, get the advice, choose who you're going to listen to, and then just do it. But don't sit there and or second guess. Or specifically and... ask a person. Because if you ask a generic exactly. and not direct it to a person, then you might get yeah, 10 like different call answers. Yeah, like call them out. Hey, hey, hey uh, Tanner. John, Tom. Give me, uh, yeah. what do you think about this, right? This. Somebody that you actually want to speak to. I actually want uh, to be on there more. but I know. Fuck. We do have a pretty big team, but we're so busy in our family lives and our business lives. Well, yeah, and that, and it's yeah, like the only time I have yeah. to be on there is in exactly. my dad. 
exactly. car and, and I lose service like, all the time. Exactly. <laughs> and like if you got kids and all that, it's just a whole nother level. So yeah. people are sacrificing stuff right now. Some of my buddies are on there 16 hours a day and I guarantee home life is not good right now. Yeah. I, it just can't be. You can't push this direction and then nothing else will be affected. So for me, I'm a, you know, I'm single guy, 28. I don't got shit to do. So yeah, I'll hop on there all day right now and see if it plays out. And yeah. it may not, but I will say it's not turning into exorbitant amount of sales. It's mm. not the direct result. What I'm thinking of this year is getting my brand as big as I can for longer term. Your plays. personal brand? Yeah. My personal brand. So like Weird. you're gonna see you're gonna see it's me. It's a good follow up podcast to the personal brand. <laughs> yeah, man. That we like, did last week. You're you know? gonna see me like yeah. push really hard on Instagram. You're gonna see my Facebook page blow up. I'm trying to, you know, push YouTube. That's the hardest, but I, I just feel like at $15 million a year in consulting, the ceiling is getting very close. Mm -hmm. So I'm starting to go, okay, let me try to push that Venture a little out. higher. Yeah. And then I'm ready to get my COO set and I'm going to step out maybe one or two days a week, albeit means, but then I, I'm ready for the next thing because yeah, right. it, it's, there's a ceiling in this business and I could keep doing it. But going back to what we talked about, I'm ready to grow, man. Yeah. I'm ready yeah. to do something We're in else. the same boat. Right? Yeah, Honestly, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Let me ask you this. How many people do you think, that are worth, let's say, ten plus million dollars had mm -hmm. a coach or a mentor. Oh, dude, they all had one. They all e had even, one. Even people they who say they didn't pay, like they still have. They one. had like, somebody guiding them. Yeah, right? because you just—it's too hard to figure everything out on your own. And I'll even say this: like I've been very vocal. Some of the coaches I hired, I didn't think were very good. But in hindsight, something you know, my mentor David Fry said, he's like, you know what, Tanner? He's like you should still be grateful because he's like, even going in a program that you paid a bunch of money, you learned one thing. He's like, that could have helped you. And, and it's true. Like it's the true. first program I was yeah. in, this is the only thing I learned straight up. Oh, sell people high price packages over the phone. But that one idea, that one thought where I didn't even know people did that, I literally didn't know. Yeah. I was 25 years old. I was like, people do this? <laughs> I mean, I, I've done $25 million in yeah. revenue. I think, uh, I think too many people are looking for like, a shit ton of information that's just going to blow their mind. And, it's and not, all it's you need to is. do is find that one piece of information that your business is lacking, that one thing that could take it from this level to the next level. And in most cases, people aren't doing a whole shit ton of things wrong. There's just one or two minor tweaks. It's almost like the frequency on a radio. You could be one or two little turns away, and it's just frequency, but then you dial it in yeah. one, two clicks, and then and you've got the music, off. right? Yeah. And so it's Might the same you in business. Know too, but you hear it a certain way. That's sometimes like, oh my gosh, why am I not yeah. doing that? Yeah. They reinforce yeah. it. Like yeah. sometimes you just Validation. want that reinsurance. Validation. Validation. Oh, so I am right. Like yeah. it's stupid. You're but doing everything right. Just keep doing it. Do it for a longer period exactly. of time. You, you're just a rookie in the game, right? Yeah, man. And so they think in, in six months, if they're not crushing it, that they're doing something wrong. <laughs> Sorry, the guy on Instagram posted up next to the planes and Lamborghini. He probably did that over 10 or 20 years or just rented the ship, one yeah. of the two. He, did, he <laughs> didn't have that in six months. So that's the thing is a lot of people show the, the end result, not the process. 100%. And so I think the newbies are trying to emulate the end result rather than going through the process. Well, right? well yeah, and, and, they, and they just beginners need to keep in mind the reason we show that shit is you click on it. Mm -hmm. Stop clicking on it, I'll stop showing it. Like, <laughs> yeah. they, like people get mad at me. They're like, oh, you show your Lamborghini and this and that. I'm like, bro, you're the one who clicks on my stuff and buys it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, the only reason I show it is because I, I don't like to be yeah. super flashy. I'm not yeah. trying to do that, but 
at the end of the day, I'm playing the game yeah, too, yeah, and yeah. I got to do, do what, what works. works. Yeah. And if you're clicking on my ads and I see that it's performing better, I'm gonna yeah. keep showing. Well, that even Stuman said that he goes, "Dude, I bought the Lamborghini. Just, I mean, it works, dude. It sells straight up. People yeah. just like it. So straight up. By default, I was like, okay, well, people like it. The one time, I'll buy it. one the one time a depreciating asset is actually an not asset. a depreciating <laughs> asset, right? Is if it pulls in business it's elsewhere crazy. because True. it catches people's eyeballs. Yeah. Whatever he's doing, I want to do and, that. And it right? doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything. The more stuff I've gotten, the less I actually care. It's like yeah. I, I had that car. What I've had, I bought my Lamborghini maybe like three months ago. Customized the whole thing. I'm already like, oh, it's, it's whatever. It's, yeah. Like it doesn't. It, it's not as cool as what people make it never, out to be when never. they think that that's what they want. Because I've talked it's about getting a short-term Bentley or a, or an Aston Martin. And I've talked about that for eight years, and it's like finally when I get to the point where I can buy it and pay cash for it, it's just like I don't really care as much anymore no. because it's like the validation now comes from me rather than seeking validation externally. Yeah. But again, there is value in having it because he's utilizing it in order to continue to yeah. grow his personal brand and his exactly. business. Because still, for whatever reason, startups think that, okay, I want a Lamborghini. Now you just want to be able to have options. Yeah. That's really what you want. And by the time you get to the point of being able to have it, you may not even want it anymore yeah. because you're a whole different individual yeah, at and, that point. And I'll even say like, you know, none of that stuff impresses the guys with money. Yeah. But but yeah. when when That's my consult my consulting business and a lot of businesses, you need to cater to beginners because there's more of them. And then as you get higher level, you're doing different stuff. Like what I'm going to be doing now is more like private equity. That's for higher net worth mm -hmm. individuals. That's not usually for beginners. So you know, just it, it's just funny. It's like sometimes I wish I could just pull everyone aside. I'm like, all right, sit down. Like let me explain this to you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, dude, it's. I love business. It's interesting. There's so many facets to it. It's what yeah, it's it just a big true. game, and it's you're mm -hmm. just trying to get the best that you can at the game and learn from anybody and everybody, being a lifetime student. And, uh, you know, the prejudging thing is, is super, super important because, I mean, look at us. We all look like somewhat young guys. I wear a baseball yeah. hat every single day. You know, people could easily walk by and look past us oh, and not man. think that we can bring them value, mm -hmm. right? But in reality, you're just hurting yourself when you start prejudging other individuals, yeah. right? Um, you could be passing on an opportunity of somebody that could really serve you and help you in business just in general yeah. based upon your own internal bias prejudging because you think a business owner is supposed to be suited and booted from top yeah. to bottom and look like a damn attorney yeah. or something. Well, That's just not how it works. I wanted to become an entrepreneur, so I didn't have to look yeah, like that. Well, well it's, it's funny. Just on the same wavelength, the whole reason I flew out here on a dime, for anyone who's listening, I'm from Miami, and these guys hit me up, and I was like, tell me when to come, I'll fly out. Is because, you know, I get all these offers all the time for podcasts, yeah. but I never get like a decent size. And I saw, I was like, man, hell yeah, I'm going on that podcast because <laughs> it's like, you always get all these offers and stuff too that- um, They got 300 know, followers. Hey, can are, I interview yeah, you? And, and, yeah. and don't get me wrong. Like I've tried to help people, but it gets to the point where you only have so much time and yeah. you're always getting pitched stuff. So it was, it was refreshing for me too, to get like a decent sized podcast. I was like, yeah, man, I like actually give some, because I want people to hear it. You're like, yeah. okay, I, here's I another to person that wants me on the podcast. Yeah, and it's like- And then you click over the profile, you're like, okay. Let's talk. You yeah, know? it's just it's just there's no one's hearing it. And yeah. like for for me, kind of like to what you said, like I'm trying to grow my brand and I'm trying to get more people just to hear me. Like yeah. it, 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 it's exciting to talk when people are listening. When yeah. no one's hearing it, it's it's like I'm not trying to waste my breath. That's why rooms at Clubhouse with fucking five <laughs> people or ten people. You're saying, like, eh, yeah, what's up with the one with like yeah, the I, thousand? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Let's get some eyeballs on me over here. You know, <laughs> yeah, man. it's just it's true. It's just the way it is. And we we actually talked about that in the last podcast of yeah. personal branding. I said, once you have the proof, the social proof, you're going to be able to get to other players. 
that yeah. are really playing the game, yeah. right? Because you've proven that you bring enough value to enough people and you have the attention, then you're going to be able to work with other people that want attention. That's what all of us want as entrepreneurs. We realize that's where the value is. Yeah. The more eyeballs we have on our business, the more opportunities more leads, that we have, sales. right? And so I love that this podcast is coming out right after that one because it's really validating some of the things that we talked about when you yeah. said, oh, I saw your profile. I was like, yeah, I'll come out. Because we yeah. said if we would have been messaging somebody with 500 followers, they're not going to fly out or want to come yeah. out and be on the podcast because there's no social proof. Well, yeah. you, can t- you can keep taking a right? shot to get on big podcasts or whatever, yeah. but dude, but I mean, you, you got to build. You, you got to build. Need to your be able to bring some yeah, value just, yeah. before just, you're going to get accepted. For, yeah, so, sorry, to cut you off, brother. No, you're like, good, so, you're something good. to keep in mind for the beginners though is don't don't get caught up in that hype until you're at a level to execute on. When you because, got cash yeah. flow coming yeah, in, yeah. Because for me, like, it's, if I was a beginner and you guys invite me out, I may not. Because if I'm not making money, this is no good. I have no systems to actually utilize this, mm. and so a lot of beginners they get caught up in that social proof game. And I'm just saying, guys, you can buy your social proof, meaning you can pay for enough press and get on enough pages to play. And a lot of people, you know. That's what they do, you yeah, know. Unless yeah, you're, unless true. you're very yep. attractive, you got yep. a big booty, yeah, or you're famous already. Most of the big entrepreneurs you see, Grant Cardone, Gary Vee, all those guys, I know for a fact they paid for tons paid of shout outs, and they yeah. pay, and and there's nothing wrong with it. Like no. some people look at it as like it's a bad thing. I'm like, why is that's that bad? The game. You're, if that's what you got to right. do, play you're the game. paying to get point. more people to see you. As yeah. more people see you, more people follow you. What's it's the point simple. of marketing? That's the whole point. Get, get an ad eyeballs. in front of somebody yeah. so that they could yeah. see you, so, right? So there's nothing wrong. Like all I focused on when I was a beginner is getting eyeballs with ads and converting them to sales. And now that I have more money and I've kind of hit a ceiling in this business, right? Mm-hmm. Like 15 million a year in a consulting business, you're getting close. Like 20 to 30, mi- like I've never really heard over 30 yeah. ever, yeah, yeah, yeah. ever yeah. in it, just that business. So for me, I'm going, you know what? For me to push new levels, it's kind of time for me to get out there as big and broad as I can mm. to try to go for 20 and then you know at that point get into other things but yeah it was a good topic I, hopefully I didn't go on a tangent we love yeah. we love tangents so <laughs> let me ask you this how, how do people connect with you you know people yeah. are, are obviously going to be vibing the podcast vibing you know you in general in terms of some of the the information that you shared today where would they go to connect with you or, you know, yeah. Clubhouse? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You'll catch him on Clubhouse. I don't know. Even if he's not in Clubhouse, he's in Clubhouse. I'll try to be on that. In the sh- dude, I, there, it gets bad, though, because sometimes you got the ear pods in your ears. You're in the shower and stuff. It's like, okay, how far how far am I going to go down this rabbit yeah. hole? But, <laughs> no, you're going to be sleeping. <laughs> like military, how they yeah. can sleep with eyes open. Yeah. You're going to to listen while you're sleeping. No, but my, my favorite places to connect is either my YouTube just because, okay. like, that's where people can get more video content and get gotcha. to know me. And, and what's and the then, YouTube channel? Yeah, so just, just Tanner Chittister, just my name. Okay. And then my Instagram is Tanner.Chittister because a, a 14-year-old kid mm. wouldn't let me buy it off of him. I tried. Problem, I tried, man. And then, uh, you know, after that, they just got more – they want more information about my company in general. They just go to EliteCOs.com. And that's just kind of like a page with testimonials, what we do, quick video about me, info. So – yeah, those are probably the top three. We'll put all that stuff in the bio as well uh, awesome. of the podcast just so that, you know, if uh, you didn't have a pen and paper and able to, you know, write it down or forget about it, check, just check the bio so that you can connect with them there. Um, badass podcast, dude. We yep. appreciate you it's coming great. out, dude. Like, for no, uh, I, I it was appreciate fun. it. it was I fun. always wear that. I talk too much because mm-hmm. when I get excited, that's my that's my thing. I start talking and talking, and before you know it, they're like, hey, man, let's get back to the actual question. <laughs> <But> <laughs> no, people are reeling you back in. <laughs> yeah. It's all good, yeah, dude. Man. I'm very, very similar. You know, <laughs> a lot of people say that uh, I need to shut up a little bit more, you know, <laughs> yeah. so. 
Well, I'm guilty of that myself, but no, you you you, you killed it today, dude, without a doubt. And appreciate you it. know we're we're honored to have you in our office and in our conference room, and yeah. that you took time out of your day to come check us absolutely. out. So, I appreciate dude, it. I'll do absolutely. it again anytime. So, guys, we know you enjoyed the episode. Make sure that you're sharing this information with individuals that you care about. Right um, at the end of the day. Your, your circle really does matter, and they should be absorbing the exact same content that you're absorbing so that you guys are reaching those levels together. Otherwise, you're going to outgrow the people that you hang out with, and when you outgrow the people you hang out with, in two or three years, they will no longer be your friends. You know, we probably all – have you seen that a little yeah. bit? You know, you kind of outgrow <laughs> yeah. the, some of the people that Absolutely. you used, used to be homies with. Absolutely. And you want the best for them, but at the end of the day, you're, you're, you have a goal that's the most important thing to you. Um, and unfortunately, you can't take everybody with you. They're going to have to want it as well. And so yeah. share the information that uh, that lights a fire under your ass. So hopefully it does the same for the people that you care about. Guys, we wish you nothing but the best. Keep doing your thing. Have a kick-ass day.